I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is James Fox, Director of Enterprise Cloud of Prativity. What we're looking at right now is the report that was prepared for the Association for Financial Markets in Europe with Prativity outlining barriers to the greater adoption of cloud services in capital markets. What are the barriers? How do we overcome them? That's what we want to find out. And the person to ask is James Fox. So, James, what are the issues that adoption to cloud faces? There's two levels. First is AFMI published a paper on general cloud adoption back in 2019, which set out a range of views on how cloud adoption was going, plus also a range of challenges that many of their members were experiencing. And as part of this uh, refreshed paper here in, in 2021, now two years later, the first part we looked at was to assess, are those challenges still relevant? And working with the members, many of them were. And some of those challenges that we discussed included things primarily across four, four areas. One was variations in the understanding of public cloud. And this variation is, is across both within banks, within the firms, within the regulators, and also policymakers. And one of the, the key challenges many of the members saw was, was kind of uh, misunderstandings in language, misunderstandings in, in how cloud can be adopted, misunderstandings in some of the, the risks of cloud, and also some of the, the security aspects as well. There's also been, probably in those intervening years, an increasing scrutiny from regulators across capital markets and, and firms looking to adopt cloud. And with that increasing scrutiny has, has placed an increasing workload on, on banks to respond to the regulators, talk them through what they're doing for cloud, and making sure that they're comfortable with, with how they are adopting cloud. And more importantly, we've, we've seen a lot more firms look to adopt cloud for production workloads or more sensitive um, applications containing customer information or customer data. And with that comes, again, increasing attention from the regulators who are wanting to make sure that the use of cloud is secure, is resilient, and is able to meet the, the demands and the needs of, of the bank's customers. So they're the two main challenges which were noted and have only continued to, to really uh, increase. And the last two were really, one was around a lack of standardization, both contractually and technically, in some of the CSP services that are offered. And when I say CSP, cloud service providers such as Amazon Web Services, Microsoft Azure, Google Cloud. And what our members see is when they look to, to use some of these services, different terminology, different names of services, which fundamentally at a technical level are, are comparable, but you have to do your homework before you're able to really compare and contrast those services. And so that lack of standardization increases a, a level of overhead for some of the firms as well. And then one of the final challenges or barriers was a, a perceived risk of regulatory action. And this was many of the members who we spoke to in the course of development of the paper were really kind of continuing with their cloud adoption, but noting that there is, with coming back to that increased scrutiny, there is a perceived risk that there is going to be some fast oncoming regulatory action in response to some of the resilience concerns of cloud, but also this increasing fear of concentration risk. So where I mentioned those three uh, of the big cloud service providers, if, if we look at the, there's some perceived level of concentration risk there of 
many of the major firms across Europe looking to adopt those three underlying vendors or platforms there is a a vendor risk as well as potentially a technical risk there um, with them being concentrated there. So how do we address these issues? Obviously there are there are certain things that you've said that I think is just a case of people needing to understand more about what they're getting into and needing to learn more about the capabilities and qualities of the cloud. But there are other issues that are more fundamental that do need to be addressed. So for the sake of argument, starting with the last one you mentioned about vendor risk and concentration of services, how do we get around that? So I think a couple of areas that the, that the firms we, we spoke to are, are really looking to adopt. The top one really was taking a risk-based approach. So when I mentioned earlier around some of the production workloads that firms and banks are looking to move to the cloud, those ones are being really looked at critically. They're being looked at in detail to assess where they're being placed um, within the cloud service providers, what the security controls that are being placed around those how they're being well architected for both scalability, but also security of those services as well. So a very important piece there around taking that risk-based approach, as opposed to some services or applications which don't contain customer information, so less sensitive. Applications that are not necessarily classified as material are ones whereby maybe some of the time and effort involved there could be scaled back slightly, still maintaining a level of security um, and resilience, but making sure that that top-down risk-based approach is really baked in through all adoption of cloud services for the firms. Is this the kind of thing that's going to be codified by regulation, do you think, or can we expect the banks and the service providers to come up with it themselves? Well, this is one of the key points that came out of our our paper and our, our discussions with the firm. So, There's no real set criteria or guidelines for resilient use of cloud services currently as it stands. There's many white papers, guidance, um, but there's no formal criteria set for the firms. And so where where you're ending up is many of the firms are, are taking their own approaches, engaging with the regulators proactively to make sure that what they're doing is um, meeting their needs. However, if you see each and every firm is is approaching this in their own way, there is uh, an increasing level of effort there to to come up with each of those. And there'll be a real big benefit and a big recommendation coming out of of our paper to codify the approaches for resilience and resilient approaches to adopting cloud. What else would you say was a key recommendation of the paper? You mentioned that as one of the key recommendations. What else is is a key recommendation of the paper and is it a recommendation to the industry or is it a recommendation to the regulators so yeah we had a range of recommendations and and you could probably appreciate coming out of um, these sorts of papers where there's lots of different member firms involved lots of perspectives and so we really boiled it down to to four key recommendations for for the paper so the the broad one that we've just discussed there is is regional and global alignment on cloud resilience and risk expectations. So it it was a common thing that came out around what are the expectations on the firms and getting clarity on this for things such as performance, availability, resilience, security. What are the stock standard pieces that firms must do versus the things that they should be doing or could do? That would really help to drive priority. 
The second point was around enhanced information sharing and, and transparency requirements for cloud service providers. So many of the firms working with the cloud service providers consume their services. They are provided with um, SLAs for the services, but many of the services are almost black boxes under the covers. And so when you're being asked by the regulators, is this service secure? It's very difficult currently for some of the firms to answer that. And so one of the key things they need to, to really do is work closely. Is the, the best CFC. answer they can come up with at this stage? I think so. so some of them, um, no. I think many of the firms have, have been working probably for many, many months, if not years, closely with the cloud service providers. And so close relationships are formed in terms of being able to uh, share information. And it's a, a very kind of beneficial relationship whereby the cloud service providers really want to have be offering a, a secure and resilient platform because with that becomes greater adoption for them and they need to be able to help all of the, their customers, capital markets in this instance, but any of their customers globally to be able to adopt those services because if there's any shortcomings or failures, then that's going to impact both the cloud service providers and also the firms. One of the other points I raised earlier was that kind of difficulty in comparing services. So the, the, the firm standardization, uh, standardization, kind of um, increased comparison amongst uh, cloud service provider offerings. So many of them have marketing names. They're, they're, it's hard to directly compare them. You have to get to the next level of detail to really do a direct comparison. And some of them don't always have a direct comparison, and, and that brings us back to the um, the concentration risk whereby if you are looking to use one of these cloud service providers, you need to know, are there alternatives that we could move to if we need to? And then finally was one around encouraging cloud cross-border data flows and storage. So one of the challenges you potentially see is this kind of segmentation of banks' adoption of cloud services, geographically, globally, locally from a European perspective, the UK, whereby if we start to close down those pieces, then the banks will have an increased effort level to be able to design their architectures and their frameworks to meet respective jurisdictions, as opposed to having a, a higher level kind of holistic approach to that. So they were the four key areas or recommendations that came out of the paper in collaboration with the, the member firms that were addressed across, a, as you mentioned, a range of stakeholders, so both into broader industry. So there's, there's things that the, the firms can be doing to work possibly slightly more collaboratively. There's things that the regulators can, can take on board in terms of that standardization. And then from a CSP perspective, there are things possibly that the CSPs could be doing to, to ease that comparison of services amongst their respective services. Bottom line is this, it's going to happen in the sense that people are going to move to the cloud. That is happening. It's a question of how much it's going to cost them to do it. Will they get quite the service they want to get. And this arguably is where regulation steps in and says to the cloud service providers, you have to be able to allow people to compare like with like. You have to be able to allow people to have portability in their services so they can move from one provider to another if they wish to do so. And you have to be able to, to work together and play nice so that people can work in a multi-cloud environment. Yeah, well, two of those areas were ones that we delved into really in detail because um, both portability and multi-cloud are potential solutions that have been raised from a regulatory perspective to say, 
how do we prevent this concentration risk and could we force firms to implement portability so movement of their applications from one provider to another one seamlessly as if by magic many of the things we looked at was there are some technical limitations there where it's, it's actually quite complicated to design your services to operate across many cloud providers but also many of the firms really select some of the cloud service providers for particular services that they offer that maybe aren't offered by other cloud service providers and so by looking to really mandate the use of portability it would one increase risk because firms were having to take on increased complexity but two it would also reduce some of that differentiation in the market whereby some banks are using different services and potentially lead to a reduced or degraded service to, to end customers on the other side from a multi-cloud perspective this was really where rather than having portability you really drive firms to use more than one of the cloud service providers so if in the worst instance you were to get a technical failure amongst one of those cloud providers you could fail over and use one of the other cloud providers so we have seen some of the member firms were looking to to adopt that however it was noted that each use of an incremental new vendor adds complexity from both a technical perspective but also from a a people perspective and so you need to hire skill sets in the cloud which are quite hard to find these days for an additional cloud provider you need to hire additional teams to come in adding to cost and then from a process perspective each new vendor you add drives complexity through service management integrating the new vendor and then also building in the, the failover from one vendor to another one in the event that it was going to occur so the key thing we really noted around the multi cloud was it can be seen as a as a potential workaround or solution to avoid some of the concentration risk but just to balance that with some of the complications both technically and non-technically with the people and process sides and make sure that regulators are looking at this in a balanced view and then if where firms are adopting or looking to use multi cloud they are going into it with their eyes open as well what I'm basically hearing from you is that there is no 100% right answer or satisfactory answer for everybody. If we if we summarize our conversations with firms, if we look at COVID, it's driven a massive shift towards cloud for many, not necessarily the members as part of this, but for many customers that we see from productivity side, it has really enabled them to move to um, work from home rapidly through the use of cloud, which may not have been possible without cloud services. So we're seeing cloud really become a a core infrastructure component to their business to maintain their their offerings but really what we see is that firms taking a risk based approach is probably the best approach currently so rather than mandating particular technical approaches from a cloud perspective to um increase resilience it would really be say let's drive increased comparison standardization and guidance which will then allow technical teams to keep doing what they're doing which is taking a risk based approach and applying a sensible adoption of cloud which is secure resilient and highly available and what where many of the members noted was a, an uplift on some of their traditional data center platforms from a security and availability perspective through the the native kind of capabilities of cloud which offers global and regional availability uh, redundancy and failover 
Thank you very much, James Fox, Director, Enterprise Cloud at Protivity. And the report is Building Resilience in the Cloud by the Association for Financial Markets in Europe.